in the mic, on the mic. Who you listening to, man? Come on, man. First, first take. First take without skip. Come on, man. This ain't been the same. You really listening to Max, man? You really listening to Max, man? You got to listen to Mike on the mic, B. That's the best thing, man. Mike on the mic, B. He giving straight facts every time, B. 100% accuracy, B. That's Mike on the mic, man. Mike on the mic. Welcome to Clutch Time with Mike on the mic. Listening to your favorite podcast with your favorite mic. This is episode six. And today we're going to talk about the breaking news over the weekend uh, with Colin Kaepernick and the NFL reaching a settlement on his collusion case, as well as talking a little NBA All-Star weekend. Um, but of course, let's jump right into it. As you know, a lot of people saw um, Colin Kaepernick and the NFL settled on his collusion case about him being blackballed by the NFL and its owners because of his kneeling and protesting, you know, racial inequality in the United States by him kneeling during the national anthem, which of course was headline news. And it was a big, you know, topic for the last few years in regards to the NFL. So he sued the NFL for collusion and the owners, um, basically them, you know, teaming up to say nobody's going to sign Colin Kaepernick because of what he's doing. Um, but of course, like I said, this weekend, all that was put to bed as they settled out of court. Um, now, a lot of people have an opinion on it. Um, I have an opinion on it. Um, of course, when the news broke, the first thing that I did see was a lot of people basically calling Cap a sellout because why settle out of court when it seems like you were winning? Um Truth be told, I don't think anybody knows who was winning. None of us were able to be in the settings with the arbitrators and them arguing their case. There wasn't really a lot of information out there about what was going on in the proceedings. All we knew and all that I could find was that they were, you know, going to court on whether or not this was something that was actually happening. Um, the one thing to remember here, um, reported, you know, by Shannon Sharp, who's, a uh, a debater on, um, undisputed on Fox. One thing that he did say this morning was that it was the NFL that reached out to Colin Kaepernick, not Colin Kaepernick reaching out to the NFL. Now, whether that's 100% true or not, you know, I don't know, but, you know, he's never been wrong in his information, so I'm going to go with what he says, especially as him being a former NFL player. He's an NFL Hall of Famer, so I'm pretty sure he has a lot of connections and able to find out this information, and he's a personal friend of Colin Kaepernick, so I'm sure he could get it from both sides. Um, to me, in any walk of life, if you were in court about something, if you reach out to somebody to settle out of court, to me, you're admitting guilt. And I think the NFL realized that the longer this went, the worse they were going to look. And if it got to a point where it did reach an arbitrator to finally settle the case and they lost, then they would really look bad because of all of the evidence that has piled up in Colin Kaepernick's favor. Um, the reports are out there that him, him himself, just Colin Kaepernick, is going to get between 60 to $80 million just by himself. So that's not including what Eric Reed, who was also part of the case, is going to get. Now, Eric Reed is back in the NFL. Um, he was re-signed by the Panthers last year. Um, he actually signed a three-year extension this year. So Kyle, Eric Reed is 
firmly back in the NFL. Happy for him. More power to you, brother. Um, like I said, Colin Kaepernick now is going to be getting between 60 to $80 million. And like I said, in my opinion, I feel like the NFL is basically admitting guilt, saying, yes, we did collude and blackball to keep you out of the NFL because you are bringing attention to racial inequality and police brutality among African-American people in this country, and we don't like it. So we're going to keep you out of the NFL. That's that's basically what happened in a nutshell. Um, as much as, like, I, I get it. I'm for Colin Kaepernick. Always have been, always will be. Um, stand with Colin Kaepernick, near with Colin Kaepernick. Love what he's doing. Um, he risked his NFL career, basically lost it. He was without a job, but he yet he was still out here donating about $100,000 a month to various charities and being at a bunch of different events. And, of course, it gained steam. And because of what he was standing for, you know, he signed a contract with Nike to be the face of their Just Do It campaign, which um, the irony in that is that the NFL is sponsored by Nike. So the guy that is the face of Nike's campaign and Nike is one of the biggest businesses in the world for him to be the face of the campaign and you sponsoring one of the biggest leagues in the world. Um, again, looks bad on the NFL because you guys aren't doing your research, but, um, the one thing I do caution because they signed a non-disclosure agreement where the NFL is not going to talk about the information. Colin Kaepernick can't talk about the information. The only information we'll get is if it comes out in a report, somebody leaks something or a reporter does his job or her job and they go and basically find out all the information and they spill it themselves. Now, granted, you know, you might lose your career over something like that because it's been signed as a non-disclosure agreement. So who knows? But the one thing that I have reservations about and I have questions about that I really want answers to cap, I get it that you, you gave up your career basically for what you believed in, which, you know, anybody with the with the heart and some morals and some ethics about themselves can get behind and understand. All I need to know, and I, I'd love to have it laid out, some kind of outside the lines report, 30 for 30, something, something. I just want to know, yes, Cap, you got paid because of the money that you potentially lost out on by this collusion. But what is the NFL doing now to address the concerns that you brought up? And the reason I have that question is just remember, everybody, this was a collusion case against the NFL stating that you guys are blackballing me, Colin Kaepernick, because of what I'm standing for or kneeling for in his instance. So what what is the NFL doing to address these concerns? Are they giving out money to different charities, to different things that are, you know, trying to prevent these, you know, police brutality and this racial inequality? What what are you guys doing? Are you what what is it? Well, I, I just need to know because that to me is the biggest thing here. Yes, Cap, you got paid, but what is the NFL doing to address what you were kneeling for to begin with? And the next question is if you, the NFL, have deemed that the owners did collude to keep Cap out of the NFL, 
what is the NFL going to do? What is Roger Goodell, the commissioner, going to do? What 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 are you guys doing to punish these owners? Because the one thing that they that the NFL does not want to happen, I don't care what what day and age we live in, the thing that they do not want to happen, we all know public perception is everything. And the NFL has its own image problem already, and there's something else we're going to talk about that's, again, killing the NFL's image. But I don't know if you guys remember a few years ago, I talked about this in a previous podcast, um, Donald Sterling, who was the owner of the Los Angeles Clippers at one time, um, he made some racist remarks and it was recorded and that recording was released. To put it short, basically what happened was he said what he said that was racist on a Monday and by Friday he was no longer an NBA owner. Long story short, that's basically what happened. So the NFL, what what are you guys doing against these owners who definitely colluded against Cap to say we're not going to sign you because of what you're kneeling for? And it's it can't be because he couldn't play. If if I could go down the list of quarterbacks who were signed or played while Colin Kaepernick's been out the league and how bad some of these people are, um, listen, we'd be here all day. Just for example, Nathan Peterman, Perryman, whatever his name is. That's how bad he sucks. I don't even know his name. He played for the uh, Buffalo Bills this year, and he played for some other team the year before. I'm trying to tell you all this man sucks. His career average, he has one touchdown. A man has like 3,000 interceptions. He threw five interceptions in one half. You can't throw five interceptions in one half on Madden. So that lets y'all know how bad that man sucks. He is terrible. Yet he is given chance after chance to play while Colin Kaepernick was on the sideline. So you can't tell me it's about his his skill level, his talent. Colin Kaepernick went to an NFL Super Bowl and two NFC Championship games. So trying to say that he wasn't good enough to play is beyond me. So y'all going to have to cut all that out. So again... The NFL, what are you guys doing to these owners? Because if it comes out that they've said something racist or they have emails or whatever it is that comes out to the public and it becomes public knowledge, with the way that the NFL does things, we know that they're kind of just going to sweep it up under the bus and hope everybody forgets. And that's part of the problem now. That's why I don't think the NFL is going to be around for long because they can't get out their own damn way. It, I, I just I don't get it. So... That's another question that I have. And my last question is, well, not last question, but what, what, like Cap won, in my opinion, he won, like all capital letters, W-O-N, he won. Is he still, is he going to be signed after this? Even after the settlement, will somebody sign him? Now, I know his lawyer came out and said he thinks that he'll be signed by the Panthers or the Patriots. I could see it more so with the Panthers signing him since they signed Eric Reed versus the Patriots because we know the Patriots like to stay out of the, the, the public eye and outside of the media for anything that's controversial. And we know that Tom Brady and um, their owner, Robert Kraft, are Trump supporters. Um, so that may not go over too well for them in the public's eye or with whoever their sponsors are, this, that, and the third. So I'd say he'd be more apt to be signed by the Panthers than anybody else, but who knows? Hopefully he gets back into the NFL because he deserves to play. He can still play, and 
he's better than a lot of NFL starting quarterbacks. If y'all can bring Jay Cutler off the couch to start for a season, then you guys can bring Colin Kaepernick back into the league. Um, I really need to know what is the NFL doing to address the lack of diversity that they're having their image. Now, the NFL is made up of white players and black players. That's a given. You know, anybody can play football. It doesn't matter what color you are. But the one thing that the NBA has completely out, outclassed the NFL in is the NBA players are everywhere. Like, they're so visible and you know their faces. Granted, because they play 82 games a season and they don't wear helmets and all of that, and you can see their faces. But the NFL, for whatever reason, they don't believe in promoting what it is that their players do for their communities. A lot of people don't know, you know, if you're an NFL fan or maybe you're a Falcons fan, something like that, a lot of people don't know that Ward Dunn, who used to play for the Atlanta Falcons, he's a running back. He uh went to Florida State, a lot of people don't know that he has a part ownership, a minority ownership with the Atlanta Falcons given to him by the owner, Arthur Blank, and that uh, Warwick Dunn actually has his own foundation that helps um, single mothers gain homes to where they can actually afford the home and provide a house for you know their family. Why is this not more out in front? you know, of the camera. Why, why is this not being celebrated? Why do, does the NFL not promote things like this? I, I just don't understand it. What is the problem? You know, for example, LeBron James opened up that I promise school this summer. They had a whole ESPN special on it. So shout out to LeBron for that. But LeBron's not the only NBA player who does a lot of things. Kevin Durant started his own, you know, he has his own foundation too, where he's putting kids through college. He's doing a lot of things in his hometown. Jalen Rose is another one. Jalen Rose has way before LeBron did started his own school. So why is it that the NFL doesn't promote this kind of stuff? That would greatly help with their image because your players are out in the community doing a lot of stuff, but you guys don't you don't promote it. It's all about the shield and everything like that, which I get, but you guys are killing your image. And I I just don't understand how this multi-billion dollar business has a bunch of idiots in New York running the show. I don't, I don't get it. I really don't. Um, I think that's a big part of the why of why a lot of people, granted, I love football. I always have, I always will. That is my first love, my forever love. But even I sometimes just sit there and shake my head like, man, this ain't going to last. This is not going to last. And in, in the world, the, the way that the world has become so sensitive, it's gonna it's getting sensitive, you know, day by day to the point where you, you really can't speak out because if you speak something, half the people going to be on your side and the other half ain't. So the NFL, what are you guys doing to fix your image? Which brings me to a whole nother issue. So last week, along with Colin Kaepernick winning, you know, settling with the NFL, the news came out that Kareem Hunt had signed with the Cleveland Browns on a one-year deal where it's basically, you know, he has to perform to get his money. So it's a non-guaranteed deal. The Browns aren't taking on any 
um, financial liability. So if, if something happens and they have to cut him, they don't owe him any money, anything like that. That's probably the best deal he was going to get for his situation. Now, for those who don't know who Kareem Hunt is, Kareem Hunt was on the Kansas City Chiefs, and he was having one hell of a season until a report was broken by TMZ about him domestically abusing uh, this woman at a hotel. Now, the video came out, and he was clearly being held back by his friends, trying to get him to go back into the room. There was no audio to the video, so who knows what was said, but something was said to, you know, make him mad. You could clearly see it on the video. He pushed one of his friends. His friends hit the lady. She fell. She's trying to get up. He walks over and kicks her. This is why he's kicked out of the NFL now. Now, you watch the video. A lot of people will tell you that it's not that bad. It was a harmless little kick. We've all seen worse. Example, Ray Rice. We've seen worse. So they said it was domestic violence. As soon as this story broke, Hours later, the chief said that Kareem Hunt lied to them about the situation, so he's cut, and then a few hours later, he is on Roger Goodell's um, commissioner exempt list, which means if you're on that exempt list, while, yes, you may be signed by a team, you can't play, you can't practice, you can't do any of that until you come off of that list. So he's still on that list, you know, for the commissioner exempt list, but yet, again, he's still signed to an NFL team after he was charged with domestic violence. Uh, to be honest, I don't know what was the outcome of the case, but he was looked at for domestic violence. How is this damaging the NFL image? Again, you guys blackballed a player, never did anything wrong, but you know, use his first amendment first amendment rights for freedom of speech, but you guys blackballed him out the NFL. Yet these players who are committing crimes, abusing their spouses or abusing whoever it is, you guys let them back in the league with no problem. So basically what you're saying is, and you're telling all of the kids who watch the NFL and look up to these NFL players and want to be in the NFL, you can beat your girlfriend. You can beat women up. You'll get back in the league. You'll get to play. But you you say anything about some racial inequality, oh, you getting up out of here. Ain't going to be no talk of, of race and ethics and morals and police brutality up in here. But, you know, you punch your wife in the face, you hit her with a stone cold stun or something like that. Oh, we'll, we'll let you back in and we'll give you, you know, we'll extend your contract and pay you $4 million guaranteed. Best believe. Punch your wife in the face, you can play for the NFL. Take a knee for racial inequality, mm, gots to go. Now, what is wrong with that? I'll leave it at that. I just, I don't see how the NFL is going to make it through this when all of this hits the fan. What's done in the dark comes to the light is the saying that non-disclosure agreement that Cap and the NFL signed, sooner or later, that information is going to come out. And when it does, might have to take PTO that day and watch watch Sports Center all day because that's all they're gonna talk about. It's gonna be all over the news, <clears throat> and I I'm trying to tell y'all if it's racist recordings, racist notes, or just how bad and how deep this collusion got. Listen to me, y'all. That will be the NFL. That will be the end of the NFL as we know it. Y'all remember in Infinity War in the Avengers movie when Thanos did the 
he did the snap and people started disappearing, that's going to be the NFL. And, and they're not coming back. They're not coming back. They're going to look like Vision did after he took the stone out of his head. Straight gray and dead. That's it. So, again, shout out to Colin Kaepernick for winning or for settling out of court and winning. He did win, in my opinion, because, again, if you settle out of court, you're admitting guilt, especially if you reached out to him and he didn't reach out to you. So shout out to Colin Kaepernick for winning and, and getting broke off a nice bit of money. Shout out to Eric Reed for being back in the NFL and winning some money too since y'all colluded against him. But my question still remain of what's going to happen to these owners. What is, this, what is the NFL doing to address what Colin Kaepernick kneeled about in the first place? Is Cap going to get signed even after this settlement? And what is the NFL doing to address their lack of diversity in their image? I, I, I really need answers to these questions. So if the people at ESPN or Fox or CBS Sports, whoever, one of these big sports networks, if you guys want to get these questions answered and you guys want to include me, by all means, I am here for it. But, you know, that information will come out when it does. And I'm, for one, can't wait to hear it. Um, but what we're going to do now is we're going to take a quick break here from our sponsors and we'll be right back. I definitely want to talk about the NBA All-Star Weekend real quick and touch on some things that I love what the NBA, you know, did this weekend. Um, so we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Welcome back to Clutch Time with Mike on the mic. Again, with your favorite Mike, listening to your favorite podcast. Back from a quick little break there. So like I said, real quickly, I do want to touch on NBA All-Star Weekend here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, I'm not from Charlotte, but, you know, shout out to Charlotte for being able to host the All-Star Weekend. Charlotte hadn't hosted the event since 1991, so it was a good thing for the city to see um, a lot of people out there, all the celebrities and everything. It looked like a real good time. I didn't go. Probably should have. But, um, you know, I just want to shout out the NBA for having the All-Star Weekend and making it a whole – it looked like a movie, a whole event, you know, out there for everybody. Um, the one thing that I did love to hear was that – Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, between him, the NBA, and um, there was, you know, some words that Barack Obama would have, um, shout out to my president, uh, that Barack Obama would have some, you know, input and say on how this is going to work. But the NBA in next year, in 2020, is going to open up a 12-team league in Africa for them to have their own league. So that's the NBA expanding their brand, expanding globally and giving people who, you know, don't have the chance to showcase their skills um, for NBA teams, a chance to become NBA players. Cause you know, anything about the NBA, the NBA is very diverse about the players that play as we saw in uh, last night's all-star game that Dirk Nowitzki was out there playing, and Dirk is from Germany, I believe. Um, he's not from the United States, so if I, I got your home country wrong, I apologize. But Dirk is an all-time legendary player, all-time great. Just remember Dirk swept the NBA champ Lakers, 
He beat the Thunder with Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden, four games to one. And then he proceeded to go to the NBA Finals against the Miami Heat and beat LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh, four games to two. All right, tells you how good of a player Dirk was. And Dirk ain't even from the United States. So them opening up that league over there in Africa in 2020, a 12-team league, you know, you never know. We might find the the next Dirk Nowitzki. We might find the next Hakeem Olajuwon. Some of these great international players that have blessed the league with their presence. And, you know, sad to see them go. Like, I'm going to be depressed if Dirk retires at the end of this year. That one, one foot – uh, that one foot step back, you know, fadeaway is legendary. I rocks with dirt. So, you know, good for the NBA for that. I also love to see that the NBA, while invading Charlotte for four days, they gave back to the community. Um, there's not a, I don't know how many players in the league are from Charlotte outside of Steph Curry. Um, I know we have a lot of players from North Carolina, but from Charlotte, you know, I don't know how many players are from Charlotte, but, you know, the NBA took the time to go to West Charlotte High and to completely renovate their locker room and give them a brand new locker room and had NBA and WNBA players on hand to unveil it to the kids to let them know that the NBA cares, which is their slogan. So, you know, I thought that was a beautiful thing to see. Like I said, the NBA has a great image because they have great people running their offices. So that was great to see the the NBA All-Star weekend itself. The celebrity game was pretty good. It was great to see um, that they had James White there, the guy who saved the people at the Waffle House by, you know, tackling and stopping the gunman that was there. It was great to see him there in the game. It's great to see some of these social media personalities like Famous Los being in the game who actually won the All-Star Game MVP. It was great to see Quavo from the Migos out there and great to see some of the NBA legends playing. They had Ray Allen, a.k.a. Jesus Shuttlesworth. If you've never seen He Got Game, go watch it. Um, they had Jay Will out there um, playing, and they had WNBA players as well. So it was beautiful to see. Um, they had the rising all-star games with some of the game's young talent, having them going back and forth in the exhibition game. That was fun to watch. Um, the skills contest and the three-point contest are becoming more fun to watch than the dunk contest because I don't know what it is with the dunk contest, but it's just not living up to what we all expect. But – Shout out to Fayetteville Zone 2-6, Dennis Smith Jr. and J. Cole. Uh, J. Cole helping him, you know, put an iconic picture dunk up there that I'm definitely going to get put on a shirt. Um, so that was good to see. And then the actual game, the NBA All-Star game, Team LeBron versus Team Giannis. Um, the greatest players in the game all on one floor playing um, that – Crazy pass from Steph where he bounced it off so high off the floor. Giannis literally had to wait, wait in the air for the ball to come down so he could alley-oop and dunk it. And then seeing Dirk hit three threes, he played, I believe Dirk played four minutes, scored nine points, three of three from the, from the floor. And he went and sat down and enjoyed the rest of his night. And then to see for the last time, see Dwayne Wade, Throw an alley off the backboard to LeBron James. It's probably that, not probably. That is the last time we're going to see it. Again, salute to Dwayne Wade. One hell of a career. It's his last All Star game. So that was beautiful to see. Um, Like I said, man, the NBA is just 
head and shoulders above the NFL in every facet of the game. The business game, the image game, the players game, the TV game, everything. The NBA is killing. So, again, shout out to the NBA for everything that they did this weekend in Charlotte. Shout out to them for the new locker room for those kids at West Charlotte High. It's a beautiful thing to see. Shout out to the NBA for always being honest and doing what's right. And just out here trying to make change in the world, man. That's all you can do. While you're on this earth, try to make some change in the world. Where it be something big or small. Make some kind of change. Put a smile on people's face. And make it eventful, man. You're not going to be remembered for everything, but you never know. You might make some kids day just by giving them a little dap or giving them some words of inspiration. Something like that. That goes a long way. So shout out to the NBA for doing that. Not say that the NFL players don't do it, but we know that the NBA players are doing it. So shout out to them. Shout out to everybody listening to this podcast. Um, shout out to anybody that actually reached out and wanted to know my thoughts on this whole Colin Kaepernick thing. I appreciate y'all. And um, that's another episode in the books. Episode six. I'm really trying to make this thing happen. I appreciate all the support as always. Hope everybody has a good week. Y'all hold it down till next week episode.